The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the MLB DFS Quick It's your Thursday, August 19th edition. Hope you had a good Wednesday. We nailed the pitching, hitting. Red Sox let us down. We got some other things right. But Red Sox, that, that hurt. That hurt if we went all in. So hopefully you guys had a good uh, good Thursday there. I had a good or a good Wednesday. I had a good Tuesday. So Wednesday uh, took a little step back, but everything is good in my books. Uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at BDentric. Join us in the Fancy Degen Slack chat to get all the content for all the sports and all the fun stuff and things, including prize picks. Prop bets meets DFS over at pricepicks.com. So come check that out. If you're new to prize picks, download the app, create an account, use promo code Bubba, B U B B A, for a hundred or for a first time deposit match up to $100. So go check that out at pricepicks.com. I drop my picks in there daily. Some days are good, some days are bad. Those are the breaks. So Come join us over there, pricepicks.com. Also, if you give a rate and review to the podcast, MLB DFS Quick Hits, I would truly appreciate it. And also go check out Bench with Bubba for you season-long fantasy baseball players. We don't stop. Season's still going strong. We're still trying to win some fantasy championships. So go check us out over there Tuesdays and Thursdays, Bench with Bubba. Give a rate and review as well. And then my written content at rotaballer.com on Thursday is the free DraftKings DFS article. So check out all that good stuff out there at rotaballer.com. If you want to become a premium member, use promo code Bubba for 10% off the package of your choice. All right, DK, six game early, four game main slate. Going to break them both down for you here. Going to go through them pretty quickly. Not going to be as detailed probably, but you're going to get the gist of it. You're going to see where I want to go. You're going to see all the good stuff and things to build your winning lineup. So that's how we're going to do this. Let's go on the six game slate. Where's a lot of loaded pitching. Zach Wheeler, 10-2, leading the way at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Wheeler's had a phenomenal season. Sure, rough outing against Cincinnati his last time out. That came after a complete game shutout, 11 strikeout performance. Had a bit of a hiccup at the Nationals. That happens, but been filthy pretty much every other time. Gets an Arizona team. They're getting a little better with Josh Rojas back. Not going to deny that. You got that going for you. You know, can tell Marte's come back. Um, that helps as well. But as a whole, not overly scared of uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, to be completely honest with you. And um, I think I think Wheeler is, a, is just a phenomenal, phenomenal option on the slate. And you look at Arizona over in the month of August, they're striking out nearly 20 I look at this 29% of the time first right handed pitching. 29. I had to double check with an 89 WRC plus. So Wheeler, 
an elite play. There's no no like secret there. We knew he'd be a good one. He's 10 2. Probably going to be very popular. Like I know we talked about it in the Slack chat. Like we knew Molly would be popular. Molly was over 82% owned on uh, on the day slate on Wednesday. That is bonkers. Bonkers. And the Cubs went off. That's how you win tournaments. You you, can, you, you don't always have to fade the chalk like that. But when you know it's going to be that chalky on a small slate, you get weird. Wheeler could be that chalky guy. I think with the six game slate, there's a few other ways to go. You don't have to go all in on Wheeler. Like Molly was the clear, pretty much top dog on the early slate. So Wheeler shouldn't be that popular, but he could be. So if you want to go with the Rojas, you want to go with the Marte and see what else comes out in the lineup, you can. But I still like Wheeler quite a bit at 10 2. Shane McClanahan will be pretty popular at 9,800 bucks going against the Baltimore Orioles. He faced him two starts ago, seven innings, three earned eight Ks for 26 points. He's put up 18 or more points in four of his last five starts. He's been very, very good, six or more Ks in five straight starts. And that's the big thing. He goes and gets you those strikeouts. So the Baltimore team striking out 23% of the time in the month of August versus left handed pitching. So if you want to go McClanahan instead of Wheeler, Totally get it. I think he'll be he'll be pretty popular as well, just because of his last performance against Baltimore. Just his recent performance in general, Wheeler more so. McClanahan will still be good, but Dylan Cease at ninety one could be the tournament pivot off of those two. Cease is very volatile. We've seen it before. You know, five innings, three earned, six Ks his last outing for fourteen points. That was after back to back twenty four and thirty seven point outings where he struck out ten or more. He had six Ks. He basically has six or more Ks. In um, he has five or more Ks in ten straight starts. He has six or more Ks in nine of his last ten, and he has twenty or more DK points in seven of his last ten games. He's volatile, much more volatile than McClanahan and Wheeler usually are. They get an Oakland A's offense that uh, came into Chicago swinging it pretty well, but they've quieted down a ton. They're striking out twenty percent of the time in the month of August versus righties, hitting two fifty six with a one twenty eight WRC plus. They're swinging it well, like I said. So Cease is dicey, but he makes for a great tournament pivot at ninety one. Because he'll be lower owned than McClanahan, lower owned than Wheeler. Gives you a bit of a pivot there. I still like Wheeler's the best pitcher there. I still think I like Wheeler a lot. It's just one of those, if you want to play the contrarian angle, but still get an elite option, Cease would be the way to go there. That's why coming into the Slack chat, when we see ownership numbers, when we see lineups, that helps out a ton And when we can make our decisions and we're working together in there. But on your first look here, I have Wheeler 1. I have Cease 2. I have McClanahan 3. And I have Cease 2 because of the whole leverage situation that's the way i look at that one there other pitchers on this this slate luis garcia going up against the kansas city royals garcia's kind of slowed down a bit since his uh nice start to the season but still you're facing the royals team 23 percent k rate 220 average 69 wrc plus for his right-handed pitching and he's only at 8400 so garcia definitely makes for a cheaper option you got mad bum like we talked about going up against philadelphia he was supposed to pitch wednesday got moved to thursday Philly is um, striking out 24.4% of the time versus lefties. So if you want to go mad bum, he's kind of more of like your quote-unquote safer floor guy. Might not have a ceiling, but since coming back from the IL, he's not getting destroyed. Like It's hard to stack against him because he's going to get blown up. Gets you a few strikeouts, gets you five, six, seven innings. Like He's a good cash game play, really. Hitting like Wheeler could be a good one-two punch if you want to save some cash. Ideally, you want like Wheeler and McClanahan or something, but if you want to go Wheeler and Bumgarner in cash, I don't hate it in that kind of scenario. And then Chris Flexen going in there at the 66 hundo. Very volatile guy. Lefties get to him quite a bit, but it is a Texas Rangers offense that is abysmal. Striking out 22% of the time versus right-handed pitching, hitting 207 with a 61 WRC+. plus. So Flexen at 66, he'd be more of your valued tournament play, where Bumgarner is more your valued cash game play. Um, Garcia is kind of a little bit of both. Um, and then you pay up for your Cease, McClanahan, and Wheeler. So ideally, I like Wheeler and Cease is where I want to go. Sprinkle in some McClanahan if you want. And then you got your Garcia, Bumgarner, and Flexen down below. All right, I'm going to just kind of give you the rundown on how I'm approaching bats in this situation. I'm not going to go position by position as much. 
But Baltimore-Tampa Bay, you got the matchup of McClanahan-Lopez. Love Tampa Bay yet again. Starting out with Brandon Lau, love him versus righties, period. And Randy Rosarena. Those are my top two plays in my Tampa Bay stack. And Tampa Bay is one of my favorite stacks on this early slate. And then I'm going behind that with Kiermaier uh, as a value. Looking at Joey Wendell, potentially uh, Francisco Mejia if he's catching, and potentially Brett Phillips. Like if Brett Phillips is in, I love a four-man stack of Lau, Rosarena, Phillips, and Kiermaier. Because you get two really cheap plays, two studs. I think that's all you need to do. You could obviously put more in there. No problem with that at all. That's how I would build my Tampa Bay stack. Baltimore, you can go there. Maybe Mount Castle or something, but I'll fade that. Uh, Angels in Detroit, you have Quintana Manning. This is one of those games like I could see attacking both pitchers. I can also see just fading. I'm personally fading this game. If you want some Detroit pieces versus Quintana, you can. You go with some right-handed bats, maybe Miggy or something. I'm pretty much just fading LA and Detroit. Seattle, Texas, Flex and Howard. It's another one where it's like both offenses have been pretty bad. Pitchers are like mediocre. They can get blown up. They can't. Kind of a pass here as well. Like you could go Seager. You could go uh, Floro and those type of guys versus Howard because it's going to be Howard for a short time and then a lot of Texas bullpens. You can go that right if you want. Pretty much going to fade it, though. And then Texas, not a lot I want there versus Chris Flexen. Now we got something. Oakland and Chicago, White Sox, Cease, Irvin. If you want to fade Cease, you got your Matty Olsons. You got their Starling Martes, maybe some Jed Lowry's. Mitch Moreland makes for a nice value fade versus Cease. If he's off, that's the way to go. I'm not really going Oakland bats, but that would be an angle for you. I love the White Sox. They're my next stack after Tampa Bay. Love them. We talked about them on the Wednesday pod again because Irvin was supposed to play there. Got pivoted. So Tim Anderson, Abreu, Eloy, love all three of those. You're going to have Lou Bob and um, Vaughn as values. That's where I start my building right there. Love the White Sox. Pair them with Tampa Bay. Get your pitchers. That would be my ideal situation if it's feasible once we see the lineups. Houston, Kansas City, Luis Garcia, Mike Miner. If you want to fade Luis Garcia, you can. I'm not all about that, though. Flip side, though, I don't mind a Houston stack. They're really not playing like the the Astros we've known to love. They've done this before this season, though, and then they start kicking butt again. So eventually it's going to click, and they're facing a lefty. So like guys like Altuve, love the value on the Leto Diaz. Yuli Gurriel's there. You don't even mind Jordan versus lefty. He's not my favorite, but you're going to get a lot of value. So Leto Miss's value, you might get McCormick. You might get Jones. You might get Maldonado. You get a lot of Houston value versus Mike Miner. So that's kind of one of those interesting spots. You can get a Elite offense at value, where like Detroit's like a mediocre offense at value. You get Houston an elite offense at value versus Mike Miner. So that's something to keep in mind when you're building on Thursday morning. Philadelphia, Arizona. Again, if you want to fade Wheeler because he's super chalky, Marte and Rojas is where I'd start. I don't know how deep you want to go, maybe three man at the most, but Marte, Rojas is where I'd go. Flip side of Philadelphia, not looking to attack Bumgarner because he doesn't usually get hit enough to be stack worthy. So on this early slate, Wheeler, Cease, McClanahan up top. Cease is your tournament pivot up in this range for ownership. Garcia, Bumgarner, Flexen down below. Bumgarner's your cash. Flexen's your tournament. Garcia's kind of if you want whatever. Like He's got a high ceiling, good floor. He's a little bit of everything. Uh, ideally, in those scenarios, and then I'm stacking Tampa Bay and Chicago White Sox, top two stacks, sprinkling in some Houston. And then you can get some Detroit and Seattle if you want, but I don't think I'm going to go there on this slate. All right, four-game evening slate. We get to flip it onto this. You got pitching in this one. You have this is a fun slate because you have four pretty good options to pitch, at least three for sure, potentially four. And then in each game, you have a great stacking spot. So this is a lot of fun here. On the pitching side of things, you got Walker Bueller at 10 6 at home against the New York Mets. Love Walker Bueller. Going to keep playing Walker Bueller. 20 plus point machine. He goes six plus innings. Strikeouts are always the bugaboo, but he's got six, he's got five or more K's and five straight starts. 
going up against a Mets team that's offense is pretty pretty beat up right now. Striking out twenty three percent of the time versus right, he's at seventy five WRC plus. Love Walker Bueller. He should be he should be the eighty percent plus guy, but he might not be because there's other good options on this slate. But love Walker Bueller at ten six. Brandon Woodruff's down to ninety two hundred. That is a deal on this slate. He had a hiccup against Chicago's last time out. Sure. He, he dominated against the Giants, struggled against Atlanta, and then prior to that was just a beast. And he faced um, he faced St. Louis earlier this year and struck out 10. So he's, he's a roller coaster ride, but another guy that doesn't get shelled. He's 9,200, going up against the Cardinals that strike. They just don't strike out a ton. We've talked about this every single night. Like Peralta left with an injury. That sucked. But even Burns pitched the other on um, Tuesday night. He did not get a ton of strikeouts. Pitched well, just didn't get a lot of strikeouts. So can Woody do it? Woody's done it before. 19% carry for Seattle or St. Louis, 99 WRC plus. So Woody at 92. I think most will go to Bueller. Makes Woody quite interesting. Luis Castillo on the flip side at a wonderful 85 hundo at home against the Miami Marlins. Love me some Luis Castillo. 20 points his last time out. He's got one, two, three, four, five. Five of his last six starts, 20 plus points. He got blown up from minus 11 against Cleveland. Other than that, has been absolutely outstanding. Six plus, like quality starts over and over again. With seven or more Ks and four, four of his last five starts, he's been great. Hit the Miami Marlins team is scuffling tremendously, striking out 26% of the time versus right. He's hit 251, 99 WRC+. Plus. Yeah, give me all the Luis Castillo. Like, in a perfect world, Bueller-Castillo is your combo. Probably going to be super chalky, though. But that's your combo. The other pitcher I'm looking at on this slate is Jamison Tyon, if you need a punt. He's 6300 bucks. He's at home against the Minnesota Twins. You know, only five innings, three earned four Ks for eight and a half points his last time out. But prior to that, 17, 27, 22, 21, 18, 13, 33. He was the July picture of the month in the American League. He's made some serious pitch mix changes. He has to face a Minnesota offense, striking out over 24% of the time, hitting 239 with a 106 WRC plus first right-handed pitching. But it is Tyon. It is Yankee Stadium, so I get it. But if you want to punt, Tyon's in play. So Bueller, Castillo is my one-two, followed by Woodruff, followed by Tyon. That's the angles you can go to there. Now to the bats, and we got plenty of them. Start out in the Bronx, Minnesota at the Yankees. Tyon, if you want to fade Tyon, don't mind it at all. Kepler, actually like a lot on this slate if you're not using Tyon. Kepler and Polanco, that one-two punch I like a ton. You can piece it back with some Sano if you want, with some uh, Donaldson or, or maybe some other cheap plays. But I like, really, really like Kepler, really, really like um, Polanco in that matchup. But now the fun part. Our good friend, John Gant, is getting the start for the Minnesota Twins. Yes, John Gant in the Bronx. Giddy up, folks. So just get your stacks on. You got you got the big dogs. You got um, you know Aaron Judge, Stanton. <laughs> Gallo's a great play. One of my, my more favorite plays is Rizzo because only 3700 bucks. Like that's really, really cheap. So that's enticing. Even Dave the Mayhew's affordable. But um, if Luke Voigt cracks lineup, that's great. But look at the value. Like I love the value for for Rizzo at 37, that is a value. But you got guys like Ruben Ador at 3K, Tyler Wade at 29. Uh, we saw guys like, you know, you got Brett Gardner at 29 as a value. Uh, we saw some really cheap guys play. Um, I'm trying to even find them in this roster here. Uh, Velasquez played today for New York. He's 2K. Andrew Velasquez, he's second base shortstop eligible. Uh, he, he played in game one of yesterday's doubleheader, and they started tonight. So he could be an uber value. So look at some of the New York value when you look at their stack, because most people are going to run straight to judge straight to Stanton, straight to those guys, rightfully. So look to some of the value to be different to maybe pair with them if you want, or just get a little piece and pair somewhere else. But I love Rizzo at 37 and that should be very popular. It should be, but he's at 36 on Wednesday and he wasn't that popular. So keep an eye on that one. Miami at Cincinnati, Thompson Castillo, 
you want to fake Castillo, you can. Um, with you know the the De La Cruzes, the Brensons, the Aguilars, like the usual like Chisholm. If you want to, sure, I get it. But I'm using Castillo. I like Castillo, and I'm gonna. <laughs> I love a Cincinnati stack. It's a it's a really really nice stack here. Obviously, starting things out with India and Votto as usual. But Casty starting to slowly heat up. Mustakas is swinging well. It's a pricier stack, so you get some value, which is nice. And your biggest piece of value here is Tyler Naquin's down to twenty three hundred bucks. Like he started out the year hitting really well. He got priced up, hit a massive slump. Wasn't even playing every day. Winker's on the IL. Naquin's back every day. Naquin's starting to rake again. Twenty three hundred bucks. He should be massive chalk on this slate. But sometimes that value chalk is great chalk. The other night, uh, Connor Joe was like 40% or something. Homer in his first at bat. You know, when you're 2800 bucks leading off in Coors, that's great chalk. $2,300 for Naquin hitting fifth in Cincinnati. Pretty darn good chalk. So something to think about there. Milwaukee, St. Louis. You got Woodruff versus Lester. Not fading Woodruff, but I will fade Johnny Lester. Love me some Willie Adamas. Avisel Garcia double donged on Wednesday. Love Avi in this one. Low Kane's a great play. Look for those right-handed power bats for his Lester. You can mix in some lefties if you want, like a Milwaukee stack as well. And then last but not least, Mets at the Dodgers. Bueller, Walker. I'm not fading Bueller. Like VR at 3K is a nice value if you need to, but I, I, I'll fade some other guys. If, if Bueller gets shelled, so be it. Like I'm fine with that. I'm just not going there. We'll like me some Dodgers a lot. A little late night West Coast hammer because Taiwan Walker has not been good, folks. I mentioned on yesterday's show, I said I loved Muncie on Tuesday. He sat, so play him on Wednesday, and he double donned. So that's a great play. Love him versus Taiwan Walker again at 57. That's a small, strong look. Will Smith's a good play. He's 53, though. Corey Seager's 51. It's, a, it's an expensive stack. This is where you'd have to probably use Jamison Tyon with like Luis Castillo if you want to make this one work. But the Dodger stack's a great one. And maybe look for some value like Bellinger's 46, Pollock's 44, Pollock went deep on Wednesday. Maybe McKinstry makes the lineup. Maybe Gavin Lux, who's been horrible, makes the lineup. Um, maybe Matt Beatty makes the lineup at 26, uh, Billy McKinney at 24. See what comes out in that, that Dodgers lineup. But they're in a great spot versus Taiwan Walker, who has lost whatever good stuff he had at one point in time this season. So recapping your four-game late slate, main slate, you got pitchers. You got Bueller, who is my favorite by far. Yeah, Woodruff, Castillo, and Tyon. Those are your four arms. I prefer Bueller, Castillo for me. Mix and match as you please. You can stack someone from every game. Like Yankees versus Gant, love it. Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Dodgers. Ideally, you want New York, Cincinnati. That's the ones I want. But what the, what makes this so fun, because usually on these small slates, it's like one or two main stacks, one or two main pitchers. You can legit look at ownership and go, okay, out of the four pitchers I like, or at least the three top expensive ones, give me the two lowest owns. It, problem is Bueller should be the highest owned so I'll probably still play Bueller maybe I'll play the lowest owned pitcher after that comes the stacks look at the four stacks who are the two lowest owned stacks or who's the highest owned stack but then look at what pieces of that stacks low owned and go get some of that there's ways to build this still have some of these like you can still get Yankees it doesn't have to be super chalky you can still get Cincinnati you can still get these guys and make it work so join us in the slack chat we'll break it all down for you there you know what pieces I like come ask questions we'll break it all down uh, follow me on Twitter at BDNTrick if you have questions. Join us in the free fantasy DGN Slack chat. All the good stuff there. All right, everybody. Podcast in the books. Go get a rate and review on iTunes for MLB DFS Quick Hits. I would truly appreciate it. Go check out Bench with Bubba for your season-long fantasy baseball needs. And go check out Prize Picks for your prop bets meets DFS action. Create an account. Use promo code Bubba, B-U-B-B-A, to get a first-time deposit bonus up to $100. Hope everybody has a great and successful Thursday. I'll be back with you guys on Friday with a full slate of action for your DFS needs. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday, August 19th edition. I'm out.